Welcome to God's Word for Life Lesson Companion Podcast, brought to you by Word of Flame Curriculum and the Pentecostal Publishing House. This podcast encourages adult disciples to think deeply about God's Word, further develop their personal relationship with Jesus Christ, and make a greater commitment to the purpose and plan of God for their lives. Let's dive into today's lesson and explore what it means to live out God's Word in our lives. Well, hello everyone and welcome to God's Word for Life. I'm your host, Jonathan McClintock. This is a lesson companion podcast, so for those of you who are Word of Flame curriculum customers, we invite you to grab your Living Word Spring 2021 Lesson Manual or Student Workbook and turn to lesson number 9 intended for May 2nd, 2021, the lesson entitled Open the Door. For those who are not Word of Flame curriculum customers, we invite you to grab your Bible, sit back, and let's dive into God's Word together. All right, well, before we look into God's Word together, if you want to go ahead and turn there with me, we'll be again in Revelation chapter 3, and we're going to look at verses 14 through 22 in just a moment. But first of all, Roy taught his first Sunday school class at the age of nine. He attended a thousand-member church in Monahans, Texas, and by age 15, he was the permanent teacher of the nine-year-old Sunday school class. At age 18, Roy taught an after-school class and participated in math, declamation, and persuasive speaking competitions. While returning from a competition at the University Interscholastic League, he met a junior named Carolyn who invited him to her church. Roy's first visit to a Pentecostal church was nearly his last. Numerous things stood out to Roy. First of all, the church was pastored by a woman. Secondly, the people were extremely demonstrative. And lastly, the music was so loud. These all made Roy uncomfortable because they were quite unlike what he thought church was supposed to be. He did not plan to return, but in Roy's own words, something got a hold of me. Roy attended college in Austin, Texas, and Carolyn helped him locate a church. Carolyn and pastors from both churches, Monahans and Austin, played a large role in his continued journey of faith but nothing more so than his intense study of the Bible. Through prayer and study, God revealed to Roy his need to be baptized in Jesus' name. Then during revival services, Roy received the Holy Ghost. Roy never imagined the impact the Holy Ghost would have on his life. He responded to a call to preach, withdrew from his aerospace engineering program, and within four years started a new church plant. Many challenges arose, but Roy did not allow himself to be stagnant. He persisted in opening himself to God's will and choosing an unbroken relationship with Jesus. Roy Moss pastored in Bartlesville, Oklahoma for 46 years. Truth Tabernacle United Pentecostal Church is still a thriving church today because the Lord reached for Roy and he responded. Why don't you turn with me right now, if you would, to Revelation chapter 3, and we're going to look at this lesson entitled, Open the Door. let's look at Revelation chapter 3, and we're going to read beginning at verse 14. Revelation chapter 3, verse 14 says, And unto the church of the angel of the Laodiceans write, These things saith the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know thy works, that thou art neither hot nor cold. I would thou wert cold or hot, so then because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Because thou sayest, I am rich, and increased with goods, and have need of nothing, and knowest not that thou art wretched, and miserable, and poor, and blind, and naked. I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire, that thou mayest be rich, and white raiment, that thou mayest be clothed, and that the shame of thy nakedness do do not appear, 
and anoint thine eyes with eye salve that thou mayest see. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him and will sup with him and he with me. To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne, as even as I also overcame and am set down with my father in his throne. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Again, our focus verse is Revelation chapter 3, verse 20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. Focus thought that we're going to look at these uh, verses. The focus thought for the lesson these verses come from is simply this, that we must open the door of our lives and choose unbroken fellowship with Jesus. We've been talking about these seven churches of Asia the last few weeks. We've read accounts, the Spirit speaking to several of these churches. But this here church at Laodicea, the church of the Laodiceans, has often been referred to and quoted as really that church you don't want to be a part of, that uh, it's been preached and likened to many churches that maybe around exist in our world today. Uh, But I, I do think we can look at this passage and we can find some things that we need to heed ourselves and that will cause us and help us, if we will respond correctly, help us to truly draw closer to the Lord Jesus Christ and become the kind of church and people God wants us to be. First of all, he says unto the church of the Laodiceans, write this, and again, starts with some of the same words he's used in other churches, I know your works, first of all. He, he, he said this to many of the churches, I, I know the work that you've done, I know the things that you, all these churches have been at work, all these churches have, have accomplished something for the kingdom. But right away after that, uh, the Lord begins to point out some things that he's not pleased with. He says, I know that you're not, you're, you're neither cold nor hot. He said, I, I wish you were cold or hot, but because you are lukewarm, lukewarm and not cold or hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth because you're lukewarm. What does it mean to be lukewarm? If you think about it, we use these terms quite often, don't we? We're talking about a church that's really a revival church. We talk about that church is it, it's on fire. We talk about our our lives. We want to be on fire for God. We want to be we want to be passionate for God. We understand. We kind of use these terms, don't we? We don't want to be we don't want to be cold. We don't want to be indifferent. So we I think we kind of understand. But I want to I want us to look at this in, in terms of commitment because so I really think. That's at the heart here of what's being, what's being discussed. It's not just about passion, not just about indifference, but it's about commitment. But because you're lukewarm, you're, you're, you're not really committed. If, if the song that's played is your favorite, you can get excited. But if, if not, you're, you're just going to sit there like a bump on a log, right? There's there's no there's no commitment here. There's not a a strong commitment to truth and a strong commitment to 
preaching and a strong commitment to, to growth and evangelism and revival. There's just this indifference, this uncommitted, this lack of commitment. And I believe that there are people in the church even today that struggle with this. But I pray that, that those who are listening to this podcast here today, I pray that we would be committed especially these last days. The Lord is coming back so soon. God has so much he wants to do in this world, and he needs churches that are committed, not lukewarm, not indifferent, not can take it or leave it, not not wishy-washy about things, but people who are committed. That no matter how difficult things get, I'm committed. No matter, no matter how hard things seem, I'm committed. No matter if we're seeing people praying through in the altars or not, I'm committed. And God can bless people who are committed. God can bless people who are not lukewarm. He says, I wish you were, I wish you, if you're not going to be hot, be cold. But don't be indifferent. Don't be kind of in the middle. Ideally, though, he would like all of us to be hot, right? On fire, committed, dedicated to the cause, dedicated to the gospel. So this, first of all, he talks about to this church. He says, you're not cold, you're not hot, you're just lukewarm, but need to be committed. And then he goes on and says this, which is, it's even more striking. He says, you say you're rich and you're increased with goods and you need nothing. He says, you've got so many things happening for you, so many good things. You've got all this kind of money in the bank. Your church is doing great. You say you have need of nothing. And then he says this, but you don't even know that you're wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. Wow. That's pretty, that's pretty hard, isn't it? Do you think... You, you say you don't need anything. You say you got it all together. You say, man, our church is, we, we've got all the building we need. We've got all the money we need. Now, I, I, I haven't found many of those churches that can say that and have said that. But this church of Laodicea, they, you, have, you think you have everything you need, and yet you don't even realize if you could see yourself the way I see yourself, you're really poor. You might be rich in worldly goods and possessions, but you're really poor. We could be rich in so many things. We can get distracted. I think this might be part of it. The church at Laodicea possibly distracted. They've, they've pursued earthly possessions. They pursued, they've amassed so many things. And yet they've left the spiritual growth, the spiritual side. They've left it aside. They, they haven't focused on it. And God said, if you could see yourselves the way I see you. You're poor, you're wretched, you're blind, you're naked. I counsel you, he says, buy of me gold tried in the fire. Buy of me what only I can give you. Then you'll truly be rich. Then you'll be clothed in white raiment. Then your shame won't be there. He said, anoint your eyes with eye salve that you may see. God is calling us to follow his plan, not pursue what the world says you ought to pursue, not pursue what other churches who are really worldly, they're not godly, they're not pursuing righteousness, they're not pursuing holiness, they're not pursuing the things that the word of God says to pursue. They're so caught up in being accepted by the world and so caught up in having the things this world thinks are important. And instead, they're really blind, they're wretched, they're poor, they're naked. And, and the Lord says, don't go that 
direction. I have gold that you, that I'm tried in the fire. I have gold to give you. I've got blessings to give you. I've got treasures to give you. So anoint your eyes that you may see. And then he says this. He says, as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. How does rebuke show love? How does rebuke show love? We don't like to be rebuked. We don't like to be told we're doing the wrong thing. We don't like to be told that our, we're, we're focusing on the wrong thing. We like to be patted on the back and say, you're doing a great job. You're doing exactly what I asked you to do. You're doing exactly what you need to be doing. But there does come a time, there comes a time in all of our lives when we get distracted or we let certain things creep into our lives. We need the Spirit to rebuke. We need the Spirit to step in and to correct us. Why? Because if I'm going the wrong direction, oh God, please step in and stop me. Please, Holy Ghost, step in and stop me. We need the rebuke. Rebuke shows love. Because when the Lord and the Spirit rebukes us, it's not to condemn us. It's not to, to, to make us feel bad and to make us feel like we are failures and worthless. No, when the Spirit rebukes us, when the Lord Jesus rebukes us and corrects us, it's because he's got a greater plan for us that we're falling short of. He's got greater, he's got greater things that he wants us to reach for, that we're, we're, we're too consumed with lesser things. We're too, we're too distracted by lesser things, and he's got something great for us. Be zealous, therefore, he says, and repent. I know I get a little excited even on this podcast, get a little passionate about it, but the Lord says, be zealous. Be zealous for what's right. Be zealous for what's great. Be zealous for what God wants you to do. Be zealous and repent. Turn your heart back to him. Give your, get every, put everything back in its right perspective. Put everything back where it needs to be. Be zealous and repent. And then he says this. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Can somebody hear him knocking today? Can somebody hear the Spirit whispering to you today? Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice, open the door. I want to come in. Have fellowship with you. You with me. Why do we need to open the door to Jesus? Why is he knocking on the door of your heart today? You've lived for God for how many years now? You've walked with him. Many of you have worked for him in the kingdom. You've served. But don't you recognize sometimes even those who serve in the kingdom get distracted. Priorities get a little out of balance. We start tend to think about things, some things focus on some things that we shouldn't be focusing on. When God's trying to redirect us and he, he really has something higher for us to attain and something lofty, loftier for us to achieve and something greater for us to pursue with passion and, and zealousness. And so it's in those moments when we're not focusing on what we need to focus on. We hear the knocking. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Can you hear my voice? Open the door. I, I want to come into you. I want to fellowship with you. 
Maybe there's somebody listening today. You've served God. You've worked in the kingdom. You've, you've done things for him. But he has something greater for you. He has something greater that you're not, your eyes have been turned to something lesser. Your heart's been pulled towards something lesser. And today, through this podcast, he's knocking on the door of your heart. Open the door. Open the door. Swing it wide open. Let Jesus come in and sup with you, fellowship with you, and you with him. This week, as you take these verses, and I challenge you to read through this passage over and over this week. Let this sink in. Let the Spirit speak to your heart. Let the Holy Ghost whisper to you. Maybe your eyes aren't where they need to be. Maybe your passion's been a little misdirected. It happens to all of us. All of us enter seasons sometimes where we get distracted. We get deterred a little bit. Maybe because of pressure. Maybe because of stress. Maybe because of ambition. Maybe because we really just want to do God's will. But then we find ourselves at times a little off base, not where we need to be. I pray wherever you're at right now listening to this podcast that you would hear the Lord knocking on your heart. He's not talking to people here who have never experienced the Holy Ghost and never experienced His power. He's talking to a church here. He's talking to people who have worked for him. He said, I know your works. But to people who have been distracted. And it's those people, he says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. So somebody listening today, you know him. But he's calling you to something deeper. He's calling you to something greater. And he stands at the door and he's knocking at your heart. Will you open the door to him? This week, I want to challenge you a couple things. First of all, take inventory in your life. Take some inventory. Just let, read through this passage. Does something stand out to you? The Spirit's trying to prick you to, uh, to get you to maybe let go of some things or pick some things back up, redirect your thoughts, your mind. Take inventory this week. Where do you stand? Where are you spiritually right now at this moment? Take some inventory. And then secondly, open the door to Jesus. Let that relationship go to another level. Let that relationship grow deeper in you. And invite him in to the secret places in your heart. The secret places in your lives. He rebukes those he loves. And he rebukes those he loves because he wants to call us up higher. He has something greater for us than we're allowing ourselves to experience. So open the door to him today and let him come in. Dear Lord Jesus, we're so grateful. We're so thankful for your presence, thankful for your word, and thankful, God, for the grace and mercy you extend to us. The grace and mercy and love that's found in a gentle rebuke. When you see us heading a direction that we don't need to head, you see us distracted with things, overcome with cares, things that you want us to lay down and lay aside because you have a higher plane for us to live on. You have a greater purpose for us to achieve, for us to reach for. You have greater things for us, oh God, to go after because you have a kingdom to build, you have a church to build, because you're coming back so very soon. We hear you, God. We hear the knocking on the door of our heart today. 
and we open it wide and we say, Lord Jesus, come in. Come in and work inside of my heart. Work inside of me. Make me more like you. Make me pleasing to you. I want to honor you with everything that is in me. I open the door to you and I want an unbroken relationship with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to God's Word for Life Lesson Companion Podcast, where together we explore what it means to live out God's Word in our lives. If you haven't yet, make sure to subscribe to this podcast. And if you are looking for other Bible study tools and resources to encourage you in your walk with God, visit us today at pentecostalpublishing.com.